Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 57 of the We Like the Pain podcast. Show about two teams that are at least in the hunt for the AFC playoff race. Hell yeah. yeah. Those would be the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans. I am one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I am your other host, Sam McFadden. Oscar, it's been two weeks. It has. We did not do a pod last week. Yeah, that's on me. It was... It's been crazy. Out of our control. We're back. We've been making deals, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Okay, yeah. don't we've been you moving worry and about that. Yeah. Okay, a lot of big things happening. We do have a special guest right now. We do. Welcome one, Mitchell Cowart. Thank pod. you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Long time listener, first time uh, guest. Maybe our biggest fan. I think so. Uh, I think so, he's. I think he's jumped to number one in the power rankings. Just goes to show you, if you listen, if you put in the time, maybe we'll let you on the pod every once yeah. in a while. So there you go. Take that, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll do our quick questions, and Mitchell give us a quick question here in a second. But why don't I kick us off? Yeah, go for really it. Really quickly, off the top of your head, what are the teams that have that were written, we're writing off, we're done with? They are not. There's no chance in your mind they're making the playoffs. Outside oh, of the obvious bunch. Panthers, Bears, Cardinals. You know, Cardinals, outside of the bottom of the bottom. Okay. What so are the teams that are like three, four, five wins that you think this they aren't making the playoffs? Well, the Raiders are four and four, right? They are. They're not going to make the playoffs. I got another one. The Falcons. Falcons ain't making the playoffs. I'm convinced. I can't write. The Falcons are kind of like the NFC Titans, where it's like, eh, you never know with those guys. All right, fine. The Bucks not making the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good one. <sighs> Boy. Even though they just put up 37 points on the Houston Texans' mighty defense. The Bills not making the playoffs. I'm, I'm not going to write that one down yet, but if they lose this week, oof. Yeah. How about this one? Bengals, last place in the AFC North. Are they making the playoffs? Yes. They're the hottest team in the league right yeah, now, so are. yes. They're about to put up like 58 points on the Texans. So who, which team isn't going to make it? Is it the Browns or is it the Steelers? Not all four of them are going to make it. Yeah, because one of, you know, Chargers, Bills. Texans. Texans. Texans? Uh... Are gonna take that. The AFC, spot. the the race for the seven seed is actually nuts. In it's that. gonna be hot. We'll get into it for yeah. sure here in yeah. a second. But um, so one team from the AFC North is not gonna make it because I think we're both picking the Bengals to to finish in second because the Ravens have it. They're they're gonna yep. win that division. I picked the Bengals to win it. You have the Bengals to win it. I picked the Bengals to win it. That's that'll be my hot take. The Bengals wow. win it. They're, they're two games behind. Two full yeah. like games behind. Yeah, I pick them to win it. Okay. Um, well, those, I'll pick the those Steelers two make the playoffs miss. for sure. I'll pick the Steelers to miss. Okay. I'm still, I'm still, I still think that the Browns are better than the Steelers. They just are better than. the they Steelers. They for sure are, but one team has Deshaun Watson on it. That Awful is true. culture. That is true. The other team has Mike Tomlin at head coach. Maybe best culture in the league. I'm not saying I want the Browns to make the playoffs. I'm saying I think they do make the playoffs. I yeah. Stand by that. Yeah. Fair enough. What's your quick question for me? My quick question for you is a little is a little selfish. 
Let's hear it. What kind of Texans propaganda you got it for is, me? It <laughs> is propaganda based on this season play alone. Because I know, I know as a whole, you, you and I both are not putting C.J. Stroud anywhere near the top ten. Okay. This season alone, how high are you willing to go where C.J. Stroud is versus all the other quarterbacks? Um, I would say that... Okay, this is actually a time plan I wanted to hit with the Texans anyway. So I would say that, like, I was thinking about this while I was going to sleep last night was if you flip the records for the Texans and Jags and put the Texans at 6-2 and two and had CJ Stroud with the same stat line he had, same play, they just win two more games, he'd be in the MVP race right now. So, like, that's just what it would be. If they had, if they were 6-2 and two and he had those stats, he would be an MVP be in the top five for the MVP race. It's just yeah. how it would be. The only reason he's not is because they've lost a couple of games. They lost to the Panthers. They barely won the game against the Bucks, so people aren't willing to put him in the top five MVP Barely beat the Saints. Right. There's been some ugly yeah. steps along the way. Um, so as far as this season goes, I'd say he's been a top ten quarterback. Absolutely. He's played like it. I, I, I wouldn't, you know. And then, you know, as far as you – I know you put the – preface on it of uh you know we wouldn't put him in the top 10 of quarterbacks but i don't know you kind of have to go with who's playing hot at the moment so i mean i don't think there's a lot of if we go if we go into the whole like if we do a draft right now every team needs to draft a quarterback how high is he getting drafted it's probably it's in the top 10 it's probably top eight top five you know because people are excited about him man I don't know if I'm that hot about it. If they did a draft right now, this is going to piss off. Okay, why it's not here. If they did a draft right now at quarterbacks, does the team take C.J. Stroud or Dak Prescott first? Probably C.J. because of Dak's injury history. I think that's the only reason I that think, I'd go C.J. You know, money goes into it, I think. Play money, goes into well, it. C.J.'s been better this year. If, if we're factoring contract, he's like top five. Right. Even if you take that out, he's you know he's been great. Okay, I said this season. How willing? How high are you willing to go? What's What's the number? Like the ceiling. Yes. Or or right now, where would I? Put right him? now, where would you put him? Oh, um, I don't know. I would say they're like the five... highest I'd be willing to put him would be six, probably yeah. just off the top of my head. Yeah, they're like four or five quarterbacks that I'm like, no way. Yeah, yeah, especially since Burrow's been playing really well the last yeah. couple of weeks. Um. Sears Stroud, like, he has shown up and he's played really well. But if you go back and look at his first month, it wasn't that great. And then he's played really fucking good the last month. So it's like, I don't know, half the season he's played, like, extremely well. And the first half was, like, the first se- the first month was like, okay, he's a rookie quarterback. So that hurts him a little bit as far as the, the, full, uh, the full season standings. But, you know, I don't know. Right now, I'll put him. I'll put him at in in the six to ten range because I, yeah, we don't, we don't need to go through every quarterback. Yeah, but fair enough. All right, Mitchell Coward. Guest question. I'm ready. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Let's get to it. Hit me. Your job is you're the leader of the NFL, the MLB, the professional bowling league, whatever it is, any sport. Okay. Okay. And you gotta. Double revenue this season. You can only change one rule. What is it? Wow. Okay. My and first one, first one that comes to mind. 
Uh, every Major League Baseball player is required to use steroids. <laughs> there it is. You got <laughs> They're it. They're all required to you use got steroids. It. Every single one. Pitcher is all of them. That's the winner. Um, coaches too. Coaches have to roid. <laughs> coaches have to roid at least as much as the most roided guy on the roster. That's a rule. And the umpire, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, how's it going to keep him keep him in control? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my idea. You got any ideas off the top of your head? Nothing to beat that one. <laughs> You uh, got an answer for your own question? My answer would be hockey, no pads. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because you can't, it can't be as aggressive, but when it is, it really counts. They're still on people skates, People would though. die. <laughs> You're slicing a lot of people. That's part of the game, I guess. Hey, I got a job to do. We're going back to the Roman Coliseum days. Yeah. Hockey on sand? No, I take <laughs> I think it's called field hockey, bud. Oh, no one cares about that. Yeah, that's well, true. Yeah. Good thing I'm not. You take the either. ice out. It, yeah. You know. um, but that was the fr- the baseball one. That's the that's the no brainer to me. I think this has been a, a Twitter topic forever, but I think a, a way to generate a lot of revenue in any sporting event. People have said it about the Olympics, is you just put a regular guy out there with the rest of the athletes. Every single play, there has to be a regular dude on the, yeah. on the field. The control group? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Oh, okay. So, like, basketball, 5v5, one person per team has to be just a, a dude, and he's got to be involved. Yeah, I like it. I would, my next thing was going to be football, but with three times as many pads. So it's to the point where they're just like Those are just big <laughs> a bunch of bowling they wouldn't balls hold out there. The ball. Yeah, you, you do have your little hands. It's hard. I don't know. We're making it more challenging. Bubble soccer is really big, so I like that idea. Okay. You, think about the difference between the best team and the worst team would probably get a lot less different. It'd be it a lot would. of a lot of weird shit going on in the league. Yeah. You know? Lot of the ball bounces a yeah. lot of different ways. If the ball is out, how is anyone picking it up? You jump on, you go for it. Yeah, know. you jump on it and it <laughs> squirts out. That's like, part of the magic of the game. The game will evolve to meet the rules. That's what makes You're it right. so exciting. It'll Boom. be fresh. Yeah. Athletes would all have super long arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd all be about how long you are. Yeah. Oh, can I get a really quick, quick question that's also actually, yeah. I actually want to hear y'all's opinions about? Please. Okay. How do y'all feel that Wimby has performed compared to the hype that he brought to the season? Uh, okay. That's a good question. Good question. Tough question. He showed his ceiling, absolutely. He had a game with 38 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 or 4 blocks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also showed that he can put up a stinker. He had he had a bad game last night. Against the Knicks. Um, locked him up. It's still so early. He's 19. Like, I think he's lived up to the hype because he has shown what he can be and what he will add to a really good team. He's just not on a good team right now. Yeah, I'll say he lived up to the hype. he's lived up to the hype th- through seven games, um, or eight games, eight. or whatever we play. Yeah, we're um, uh, and there is part of the reason he's living up to the hype is because he's nineteen years old, and I have faith that there's a lot of growth to do in the next couple of years. Um, Thirty-eight on the board in the NBA. You're nineteen. First eight games. Who's done that? It's really good. The list is not that long. Yeah. And and almost all of them are greats. All of them. Great, great, great players. Yeah. There's your weird weird one-off things. Yeah. Like maybe Tyreek Evans did it or something like that. <laughs> Someone like that's done it, I'm sure. But 
Um, Michael, uh, Carter Michael, Williams Michael Carter a Williams having a quadruple double in his first yeah, game. Yeah, so weird things happen, but um, usually that's indicative of the they're going to be a stellar player. So. Yeah, and it takes a. I mean, LeBron in his second season started averaging twenty seven points, seven rebounds, seven assists, and he's done that every year for the rest of his career. Yep. Um, but his first year, he was he had some up and downs, and Wemby's going to do that, and. I'm pretty confident that the Spurs are going to figure out the roster around him pretty quickly because they realize what this guy is. Yeah, a lot of our struggles, like at the end of a couple of the first couple games, the Mavs game, a, a couple of the games the we've lost, game. the Raptors game, um, we've had players, fourth quarters when Wimby's been the hottest, we've had players basically just take the ball out of his hands. Yeah. Uh, we're not giving him opportunities. So that'll, that'll get fixed up. But to answer your question, yeah, I think I think we're both more than happy with how Wimby's played out so yeah. thus far and again he's 19 he hasn't even figured out like anything to his game he doesn't have a signature move he doesn't have anything i would or say life he's only 19. Yeah. yeah i would say also that he's been the best rookie so far i would say he's first in the rookie of the year race and it's it's between him and chet and the only reason chet's up there too is because he's shooting above 50 percent from three three right now yeah, which will not. Chet's stand. also on like a way better team. Agreed. He is on a team that is going to be a top four seed in the West, probably. I'm confident that if he was shooting a regular percentage of th- from three, I'll give him, like let's say thirty five percent. That's a that's a good number for yeah. a big dude. Yeah. Um, he would. It would be a a sizable gap between him and Wimby in the race right now. Yeah, Wimby's going to have all the stats because Chet's going to be the fourth op- third or fourth option on the Thunder. So. Agreed. Anyway. Sweet. Thank, thank you so you. much for your Mitchell time. Mitchell Cowards. Thank you, sir. Pleasure. Uh, Mitchell, let me ask you a question. What if you could get two beers? These guys? Uh, Modelo time. Are they in the mini? I think so. All right, I'll bring near it. Thank you, sir. Um... Mitchell Coward, everybody. What a guy. I haven't had a guest in a handful of weeks since uh, Savannah and Connor asked some quick questions. Yeah, that was week two, maybe. So. Yeah, yeah. so who knows? Who knows? Maybe more Who's in the future. Next? I think we'll have to get Cade Davis on this podcast at some point. Eventually. So I was going to say celebrity guest. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Michael Kermit J. Fox. Whit- Kermit Whitfield. Okay. He well, might get on. He might come. He would. Could you find him? I looked up. I found a picture of him. I know what he looks like. Okay. Well, does he look he like He was a, a Bengals receiver. He, yes. We knew he that. isn't anymore. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mitchell Coward. He was a Bengals receiver at one point, which is more than I know about Mickey Crumb. He's a tight end. I know that, but who, for who? I think it was the Lions. Just to be clear, guys, um, Kermit Whitfield and Mickey Crumb are two players that I recently acquired. Uh, in my dynasty team, that's why we're talking about them. <laughs> I'm really excited about the process, their prospects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's why we bring them up. Um, Sam's always got to have a bit. That's his. That's I, his whole deal. I'll uh, listen. I don't ask for that much. I like my little bits. Yeah. It's like all. It's like uh, it's like the treat culture. They're my little treats. They're my little bits. I get. I get a lot of joy out of them. As you should, King. All right, let's hop into news and notes. News and notes. Uh, we talked about the NBA for a little bit. The 
Uh, season is underway. It's worth noting that a couple of things, a couple of terrible beats recently. The Spurs are three and five now. We are. The loss of the Raptors was a backbreaker. It Gave was. up a twenty point lead. That was a very frustrating game to watch. Sure was. Uh, horrible, horrible loss. And then we proceeded the next two games. To lose uh, by 40 to the Pacers. Yes. And then uh, how much did we lose by last 25. night to the Knicks? It was not a competitive game no. um, at any point. I believe uh, at halftime, the reporter, sideline reporter asked Pop, uh, how do you stop those guys? And he said, I don't know, and walked away. <laughs> so I've got a stat for you here. Last three games, three-game losing streak, because we were 3-3 mm-hmm. three three going into this stretch. Yep. Spurs are 28 for 30 on open or wide open three-point attempts. Not good. It's fine, especially for a young team with not a whole lot of great shooters on it. I would say most of that is Doug McDermott. Sorry, he said 28 for 30. It's 28 for 23 for 80. 80. Yes, sorry. Much worse. Much worse. 23 (laughs) for 80 during this three-game losing streak. The teams we've played have combined for 55 for 120. Pretty good. If you wanted to add that up, that's a 165 to 69 point discrepancy. Uh-huh. So. We, listen, anyone who can, who's watched the games can tell you exactly. Here's the problems. We can't score the fucking ball. And the, the opponent, I think I have to just bet on everyone scoring at least 120 points on us. Yeah, you should. So, which sucks. Listen, the weird thing about the Spurs is Wimby defensively looks great. And he's affecting play. Like, yeah, pe- I'm pretty sure it might have changed in the last two games because they, people have scored so much, I'm not sure. But before the Pacers game, Wimby was number one in the league in opponent field goal per- like field goal percentage change when he's yeah. the primary defender. Yeah, it was like minus almost 30. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and we have other players on this team who I think individually are good defensively. So Demvel's good. So Hans good. Trey, Trey Jones, Jones is a, even though he's small, he's a good point guard. Chetty Osmond's a good defender. Yeah, we have Keldon has been great on defense so far, which is a huge improvement. Yes, we we have great individual defenders. We don't have a good defense. Team defense Terrible. has been bad, and I think a lot of that speaks to how young the team is, and we don't know. What we it's just that gives me hope that the it can be coached out of. People just need to know where they're supposed to be and when they're supposed to help. That's it. If you fix that, defense gets way better. Offense. The offense is going to be tougher, but... It's going to be tough for a long time. Especially if... And I I actually haven't talked to you about this. Hmm. Spurs have been experimenting with Jeremy Sohan at point guard. And I'm mixed about what's going on. I'm almost just... Straight up out at this You're point. You're out. Okay. I'm, I'm teetering on the, on the like, just I stop. So, they've been experimenting with this because if Jeremy Sohan was to figure out how to play the position, and he's shown a lot of flashes, he's always been a great connector. I agree. Secondary ball handler. The lead guard role... Is tough for him. But if he was to figure it out, having a 6'9", 260-pound guy at guard would be humongous for the long-term outlook for this team. Sure. And again, he's shown flashes. The only reason why I'm still in is because like, it's fine if we're bad right now. 
So right. keep going. And, and that's the only, why they're trying. If you were better, I would be totally out. But and and that's yeah, why they're trying. It's a super young team. Want to see what they have in everyone. And that's that's the reason why I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because we're focusing so much on this that everyone else's development is not getting stunted, but we're not seeing the flashes from everyone else that I'd like to see. Like, Wemby is going to be great almost regardless, but I think with a real point guard, he would be a lot more consistent than he is right now. A couple of other things that I'm that I'm thinking about maybe changing, maybe rules implementing for the Spurs players. Okay. One, having a rule for Keldon and Sohan. If you've shot twice in a row, if you've had two shot attempts on two consecutive trips down the court, you are not taking the shot. You're done. Yeah. The worst moments I've felt on the Spur- for the Spurs this season, and I've watched every second of Spurs basketball so far, and when things start to take turns is when we have three Keldon misses in a row or three Sohan misses in a row, and they happen. Every game we have do. stretches like that. Yeah. And they're both good players. They're great. Use the right way. Stop. It, it'll be three plays in a row where like almost no one else touches the ball, yeah. and they'll just force it in and try to do a stupid lap. Stop doing that. Other thing. Okay. Really quickly. What if we traded for Malcolm Brogdon? That would solve a lot. I think he would be great on this team. He would. I think we need, we're trying to figure out what the deal is with our point guard position, what we want it to be. He's really good at basketball. He is. And you probably don't have to give up a crazy, crazy amount. Probably like Doug McDermott. He's doing great on the Blazers, and the Blazers are bad. And so, yeah. you know, anyway, just a thought. He's so, the player I, I'm, you know. Yeah, there, there are a lot of guys that we could trade for to be either our starting point guard or have Trey be our starting point guard, and, and we don't have another guard in the roster that would, that would play. So whoever we trade for would play immediately. Yep. I think that that only happens if we get to, like, the 25-game mark and we're like, all right. This Jeremy thing is not working out. Trey's in the starting lineup. My ideal starting lineup, and I'll ask you for yours also. Please. Trey Jones, Devin Vassell, Jeremy Sohan, Wemby, Zach Collins. Which is big because that means Keldon Johnson's coming off the bench. And there's not a whole lot of shooting in that starting lineup. I think all of our guys are going to shoot regardless, so it really doesn't matter. Yep. And Keldon is a great spark plug. Like, do exactly what you said you don't like him doing. Barrel down into the defense. Get shots around the rim. Like, that is a great sixth man, you know, 30 minutes a game type guy. That. I, I, I completely agree with, your, with that idea. Um, plus... On our bench, we do have some shooters. We do. Like, the only guys that I kind of trust on the three-point line right now are McDermott and Chetty Osman. Malachi Branham. Yeah, yeah, that's He's fair. been so good this year. That's Quite fair. Quite good. Like, we have a bunch of shooters on that. So, if Keldon wants to slash and do layups and stuff, like, he can be the guy doing that while they're out there shooting. And distribute. That's great. Yeah. Even if we got Malcolm Brogdon and we were like, hey, we still want you to be, like, a six-man position on the bench, we're going to start Trey and just have you out there a lot of minutes. I don't, I like, I, if we can tell, if we can turn Keldon into a secondary ball handler on that second unit and tell him, all right, what we want out of you is be a slasher. You're still being cutting at the basket. We just want to be able to pass you the ball instead of you starting with it. Because a lot of the times when he's taking bad shots, it's like he 
mess maybe not he messes up his dribble, but the dribble gets messed up somehow. It's that transition from dribbling to the thing. And if he could just cut because he's athletic enough, he's he can be a fantastic cutter. For catch, sure. Layup, be done yeah. with it. I think dunk. He's a great dunk. dunker. He do what? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and again, we're eight games into this super young roster. The the oldest guy who's in our rotation is Doug McDermott, and he's the oldest guy by like eight years. Yeah, and he's been playing great. Um, and I will say, huge. There's not a single guy that gets significant minutes on our roster that when he comes on the field, I'm like, oh my god. Oh, not at all. Why are we giving me? No. And there's no, there's no 20, 2018 or nineteen Marco Bellinelli. I was about team. to use that name. <laughs> so, as much as we love Marco, yeah, for those last couple years, love twenty fourteen Marco Bellinelli <laughs> yeah. when he left and then came back and pop just it was him and um, oh boy, oh what's his name that uh, that was on the Timberwolves and then the Bucks. Also, pretty much just a three-point shooter that was Bryn Forbes. Ah, Bryn Forbes. Yeah. They played a lot of minutes, and it was just like... (sighs) Can't we just move on? Anyway. Okay. Spurs talk over. Young team. A lot of growth opportunity. Last basketball thing. Uh Uh-huh. While we've been looking the worst we could possibly look over the last couple games, the Rockets Rockets are in a four-game win streak, and the average win is over 20 points. They've been averaging more than 20 points. They're not that good, but they are pretty good. They've gotten a lot better in the last couple games, and it's killing me inside. It hurts. Yeah. Screw the Rockets. Especially because if they were bad, like, you know, bottom half of the lottery bad, they don't have their pick, so that would be hilarious. The West is really good. It is. They could end up at the bottom of the lottery. They could. I don't think so, though. I'm holding out hope. All right. They're bad. Objectively, Rockets are terrible at basketball. That's where we stand. Where I stand, at least. Okay. NFL news. Um, a billion quarterbacks have been hurt. A billion quarterbacks have been hurt. Kirk Cousins. After Kirk the season. Cousins I don't even want to watch football anymore. If Kirk Cousins isn't playing, I don't... What's the point? Matt Stafford. Got hurt on a Philly special, didn't he? He did. Well, he was hurt before that. He he had he did the Drew Brees thumb into the helmet thing. Yeah. And then was like, no, I'll play through it. Caught the touchdown, and while he was going to the ground, was like, ooh. Super interesting of the Rams to call up a Philly special while their quarterback was already injured. Yeah. Interesting play con. So um, now their quarterback is either Brett Rippon or... Carson Wentz. Boom. He's back. I really hope it's Carson Wentz. It should be. The most games we can get of Carson Wentz playing starting football games, the better. It should be. He is the equivalent of like signing Jameis Winston, where it's like, sure, there are going to be some lows, but also, if you want this team to be competitive, go for the ceiling play. Also, Brett, Brett Rippon sucks. He sucks. He, so, he was so, so bad. bad. Yeah, he's so bad. <laughs> I don't know why you would run him out there again, but... The Vikings did try and run Jaron Hall out there. They did. Before Dobbs came in and saved him, which was a terrible idea. I yeah. don't know what the point of that was. I didn't realize that Jaron Hall is 25 or Yeah, six. he's super old. He's old. Yeah. So there was no point to no. that. No. And um, they're, like, trying to win games. Like, they're in their running Dobbs for the last did five. did win he did. them that game. Hero. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, um, Kyler Murray's coming back. More quarterback news. Poor Clayton Toon. 
He sucked, but poor He Clayton, did too. look really bad. So bad. Um, he oh, was drafted in the fourth round, I think. U of honest, H, though. legend. Yes. And we love Clayton Toon, but was a guy named Clayton Toon ever going to be a killer quarterback in the league? I think that that's a great long-term backup name. Maybe. The whole question going into the draft was, this guy put up some stats. Was it him or Tank Dell? And everyone was like, nah, Tank Dell, short, whatever. Which, last I checked, Tank Dell is still short. Super short. Turns out it was all Tank Dell. Yeah. 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 Other than the quarterback news, though, I'm trying to think any other major No coach is fired yet. Kendrick Bourne yeah. on IR. May he rest in peace. My uh, my one of my dynasty teams really he carried us for a while. My main my big money league team. Rest up, King. Maybe he'll come back before the end of the season. He will not. He tore his ACL. <laughs> He's not human, dude. Uh, okay, quarterback <laughs> slash major injury news. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was quoted or was seen after the game telling someone on. Who'd the Jets just play? The Chargers. Yeah. Derwin James. Hug Derwin James after the game. Derwin James said, when are you coming back? He said, a couple weeks. Okay. Sorry, ask your question. He tore his Achilles in week one. Yep. There's a bit of conspiracy going on. Okay. I have not caught up. You haven't heard this. Conspiracy, no. Okay. So the the Jets are trading a conditional second-round pick to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers after Ah, this season. The condition was if he plays 60% of snaps, the pick goes to the Packers. Yep. So people are like, no way a 40-year-old is coming back from an Achilles tear this quickly. He probably got some other injury is faking the whole thing and they're just using this trying to stay afloat so they don't have to give up their first round pick. Interesting. Where do you land on this? <sighs> what percent chance do you, uh, uh, that that's valid do you give it? At least like 15%. Like there's it's Aaron Rodgers. You never know what that guy. He's a weird. Also he said that he's healing his knee with by listening to dolphins having sex. That so, might work. That might work. Yeah, sure could. You've had a couple broken bones. You didn't. You didn't listen to. <laughs> I did dolphins not doing listen it. to dolphin porn. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Next time. Do your own research, people. That's all I'm saying. Do uh, your own research, sheeple. It's a great point. So, more likely. He tore his Achilles. Yeah. And let me pose this question. If he comes back in a couple of weeks, or at all this season, uh-huh. comes into the game, off an Achilles, he's 40 years old, miraculous recovery, and he gets creamed, played for, yeah. and injured, career over, Yeah, is anyone surprised? No, of course not. So why the hell would he come back? Because he's Aaron Rodgers. Golly. The reason that, that I... That O-line sucks. It does. <laughs> anyway. The sorry. reason that I don't think that that conspiracy theory is real is if the Jets lose enough games before he comes back, Robert Sell is fired. So, 
they're not going to put they're not going to play this charade. If he was healthy enough to play, their Super Bowl is their goal based on what they've and done. And they've seen Zach Wilson play football before this. That's they're the not, big thing. Yeah, they're not they, I cannot there's not a piece of my mind that thinks the Jets brand trust was like, "All right, big brain move. Let's see more Zach Wilson." They did though. They could have traded for Josh Dobbs. Supposedly, Jacoby Brissett was available for like a late third third day of the draft pick. So I can buy them saying more Zach Wilson over Josh Dobbs or, or someone else like that. I can't buy it over Aaron Rodgers. Sure, it's the Jets. Sure, the reason they're the reason they're terrible every single year is because they're run by horrible people that don't know what they're doing. This brain trust is so committed to Zach Wilson. It's so painfully obvious that their whole thought process was Aaron Rodgers for a year or two. Him being around is going to make Zach Wilson good again. Yep. Then it's Zach Wilson. Yep. And they thought that after being together for a couple of weeks, maybe the, the magic dust sprinkled down. It did not. No. So. No. It's so sad. Their defense is so good. Yeah. I, I don't know. Besides the Browns, who I have no sympathy for anymore for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, how? Why is it that out of all the like teams that are just terrible forever, I don't I don't have as much it's sympathy for the Jets. It's New York. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. You know, I don't feel that bad for Jets no. fans. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Any other big stories you want to talk about? I don't think so. I don't think so. We can hop into our teams. Might as well. Yeah. Jags um, coming off by. Yeah, let's go through the Jags real quick. Um, Six we and just two. came off a beat by. Like I said a couple weeks ago, bye week is great. Can't mess anything up. No. Just sit That's back a win. and watch. That's a win. Um, a cu- uh, we were in a four-way tie at 6-2 and two for first in the AFC. Luckily, the Chiefs and Dolphins played each other. A little cannibalism action. Nice. Now we now one of those teams doesn't isn't 6-2 and two anymore. So, the Ravens are seven and two, though. Right? Ravens are seven and two. So are the Chiefs, because they won as well. Yeah. Um, the Ravens looked really good, and the Chiefs. I will actually. I'll give you. I'll give you a win and admit to something here. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about the defenses, and you were talking about the Chiefs, and I made the point of like they haven't really played anyone. And it's been like over twenty points in most of these games. The Dolphins games was the Dolphins game keeping the fourteen points was the first time where it was like okay these guys look really really good so I'll give them that I'll give them that I appreciate you uh, um, giving me the win Ollie, I completely forgot about Ollie that, Crow so. on that one um, we are playing the Niners this week yeah big test. huge game six and two versus five and three both coming off of a bye the Niners are coming off a three game losing skid. <clears throat> the Jaguars have won five in a row. Yeah. Um, we are, last I checked, we were three-point dogs at home. Yes. Um, so It might be two and a half now, but... Somewhere around there. Um, we're we're going to be underdogs For sure. at home, which makes sense. The Niners, a lot of people thought they were the best team in the league. Um, some people still think that, even with this three-game losing streak. Um, what I will say is the Jaguars... In the last couple of weeks, a couple of huge things have st- stood out to me. Defense side of the ball, we've looked stellar on defense. So good. We've been stellar on defense. 
first couple games, after the first two or three games, we were like 30th in pass defense. We're 5th in pass defense. Yup. This season, full season, we're 5th in pass defense. Yup. 4th in run defense. Our defense is playing Damn. stellar football. We are one. Of, we are fifth in EPA per play on defense right now. One of the best defenses in the league so far this season. We have looked great. Josh Allen, best season of his career so far. Trayvon Walker, st- still the re- still really not doing a whole lot. We aren't getting sacks. We're thirtieth in sacks. Yeah. We are getting pressure. Ton of pressure. Which is which matters. Yeah. Um, love to see a couple of sacks come my way. But yeah. That's okay. Texans facing the same issue. Our pass defense, the difference between the first couple weeks to now, insanely huge. Um, yeah. We, yeah, remember how pissed you were at Andre Sisco after the Texans game? Oh, my game? God, he had a to- – the, the worst game I've ever seen him play in that game, yeah. Just the effort level wasn't there. And ever since, he has been so good. Our safeties have been phenomenal. Yeah. Our linebackers have been stellar. Yep. We did exactly what teams aren't supposed to do and put up a ton of money and ton of resources into our linebacking group. The great news, this Worked was point, this pointed out by Mina Kimes uh, this week. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her for coming back. She just had a baby. Good for her. Very could not be happier for her. She's glowing. She she mentioned that uh, she was talking about a linebacker court and how much resource we put into it and, and from like what she said, they're out there a ton and they make plays constantly. So yep. they're just they're just playing good football. Yep. Our defense is fantastic. Um, offense. The thing that stuck out to me is, first of all, our offensive line has been a bit of a struggle point for us so far. Cam Robinson coming back was huge. It's huge. And we just made a trade. And actually, this is the first week of the season that we have a full, our fully healthy offensive line. Uh-huh. Walker Little is going to be playing a left guard. Um, we just made a trade for, um, the name is slipping. From name? the Vikings. From the Vikings. Um, Incredible guard. Um, Ezra Cleveland. Ezra Cleveland. Great player. Fantastic Super guard. Good. So our offensive line. Hopefully. So my question is, Scherf is right guard. Does that make Walker Little center? I don't know, but I think Walker Little is going to start at left guard right now, and I don't know that Ez, Ezra is going to play this week or not. I, I don't have a confirmation. Okay. That. It might be he's new. We're getting get yeah. into the same things, then we'll decide. Yeah. Um, I believe we're going to start the five linemen that we thought we were starting coming into the season. Yeah. Which is great. Great. Should be good. We'll Big see. News. So far this season, I think Trevor's average time to throw has been one of the fastest in the league. Mm-hmm. Super short throws, super fast. And if he holds the ball for more than two and a half seconds, I think the pressure rate is like 55%, which is really bad. Really bad. So he has to get the ball super fast. And that leads me to the point about the offense of we've been playing football. Uh, we've been in the lead a lot, which is great. Yeah. It's what we need to play our style of offense so far. We've been, we've been protect the ball, stay in the lead offense. Yeah. And that's a lot of short passes. It's a lot of runs. And the runs have been great. Travis Running been game great. has been awesome. But um, we have Trevor Lawrence behind center. And you'd like to be able to unleash him. And thus far, we I haven't really seen a game so far this season where we've asked him to do Trevor Lawrence things. No. And I was watch. I've watched CJ Stroud. And CJ Stroud has been so great. And one. Th- and they've had to because there are a couple other portions of their offense, their offense and defense that aren't working well right now. Run, run offense. I'm looking at you. God, um, so bad that they need. They have just the way they're going to stay in games and and be able to win is all right. We need CJ to pull some shit. 
Yeah. We need him to just be incredible. And um, we it's, haven't needed that yet. Yeah, which is good. And I just hope that we're ready for – we're not going to be in the league forever. No. And we haven't played from behind a lot this season, and that worries me, especially going into into playoffs and stuff like that. Good news and, is it's Trevor Lawrence. It's Trevor Lawrence. I have all the faith in the world. I just – I would love to see every once in a while, let's, let's see something explosive. Let's see – let's Agreed. dial up something for Trevor that is like – Wow, me because we haven't really needed to do it, and we haven't been trying to do it. Which is again, fine. we've won games. We're yeah. six and two. This yeah. is the best start since nineteen ninety nine for the Jaguars. Oh my God. Just I was going through all sorts of history for the Jags and Texans since we both came into the league. Um, I don't know if this is surprising to you. It's a little su- surprising to me. The Texans since two thousand two, which was when the Texans came in, uh-huh. Texans are the better franchise. I I well. They're, they it depends have, on how you value. They have more winning seasons. They have a better record in the like overall and in the uh, regular season since they've won both in the league. The only thing that we have is an AFC, AFC championship, championship appearance, yeah, which is huge. Almost went, but everything other than that should have been a win. Should have been. Miles Jack wasn't down. Wasn't down, but. It you know it wasn't that huge a difference. We both have four playoff wins, and yeah. both, but uh, it's it's they're both bad. But yes, uh, it's, it's surprising. That, that's not surprising to me because we have been the more consistent team. Yeah, but what do you want more? Uh, I will say if you open it up the the like seven years before that where Jaguars in the league, we were actually really dominant. Super in the good 90s, team. So that's why Tom Coughlin's getting a retirement something or other this uh-huh. t- this weekend. Wish I was around then. Anyway, um, the Jaguars offense, I just I, it might be a good thing that I'm that the, these worries might be a good thing in disguise because hopefully it means. We've got a lot of things up our sleeves that teams haven't gotten a look at. Yeah, they don't know what great. we're running in those situations, and hopefully, it's all ready to go. Yeah, um, I would love to see us though come out on the first drive of the game when we have our whole thing planned out. Let's see some explosive stuff here. Anyway, the Niners, who will at the very least get Debo Samuel back, who they haven't had, and Trent Williams back. Is he for sure come? Is he he for practiced sure today. Okay, so he's going to be back. They're fully healthy again. That's a problem. That is. Um, the one thing that we have going for us is their defense has looked really bad over the last three games. Sure has. Super weird. Um, Steve Wilkes is going on the field now, so that means... Yeah, sure. Uh, and they and they traded for Chase Young. They did. Which is And he's playing really well, so that's a, that's a great addition. But uh, their defensive line just hasn't been hitting home the last couple games. Um, and then on the offensive side, Brock Purdy, he's played pretty much the same as he did before this. They just... The a couple of those throws per game that he throws that are extremely interceptable, they've been intercepted. Have, yes. So, yeah. Same guy. I have no qualm with the fact that the Niners are favored. No. I also think that the Jaguars win this game. They can for sure. Um, the Niners' run defense has been the been the weak link for them so far this season, and we run the ball really well. Super well. And I trust in Trevor. I just do. And I think Etienne and Christian Kirk are going to eat this game. I don't hold out a whole lot of hope for Calvin Ridley because who, know who knows what the heck is going on there. I just, he, had a, he had a decent game before the bye. That makes two. That makes yeah. two this season. But, really, um, one and a half yeah, um, calves. And I trust this defense more than I have in a long time. 
Yeah, man. And people were talking about, like, this is the same defense we rolled out there last season. Almost entirely. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, guys have stepped up. Darius Williams was bad last season, and he's been fantastic Super good. this season. He made a couple plays two weeks ago that genuinely were wild plays. Yeah. A couple pass breakups that were incredible, right at the apex of the pass. Just greatness. Tyson Campbell's always great. So, And like you said, our safeties are still. So good. Things are good for the Jaguars right now. And uh, I'll probably be more critical. I'll, I'm going to try to be more critical with them moving, on, moving forward. And something I'll mention with the Texans, too, of my expectations are just getting higher. Expectations change of the season. They should be. My expectations are higher than at the start of the season. And with that comes more criticism for yeah. smaller stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to be a little harsher on the Jaguars and the Texans, for that matter, moving forward in the season. Um, and I think we we can use that to shift unless you have anything else to say. Yeah, my Jags. last thought on the Jags was, <clears throat> yes, Niners just added Chase Young. Jags offensive line, though it's now complete, still has not shown anything. They're going to get home a lot. Trevor gets the ball out quickly. Yep. And the, the Niners secondary has been awful. This year, we also get Zay Jones back, which actually is kind of a huge no. That is us. that is a big so. addition. So, although we are going to see Trevor under pressure a lot, and and we've seen that all season, and that's something we said before the season. The big thing that Jags are going to have to do this next off season is figure out the offensive line because everything else is going to be okay. And we got guys. It's it's. It's like what we were talking about with the Spurs defense. We have guys on the O-line that I think are good offensive linemen. Uh-huh. It's just the whole is less than the sum of the parts for yeah. some reason. So, Well, you've been injured and, and moving guys in and out. So, Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this for both of us. I said I'm going to be harder on both our teams because my expectations are going up. Injuries are a problem, and they should be brought into this, the, the debate. Um, but teams, playoff teams, find ways to win. They do. Texas yeah. found a way to win last week. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. You know, and eventually, like, you know, the Texans especially have a really bad injury like this year, so I won't touch that. Yeah, subject, we'll but, we'll hit on that. But in um, a second. at a certain point, like I I can't I can't like if I if our teams are as good as I think we are because I think the Texans can make a push for the playoffs if they if everything goes right. It's within the realm of possibilities. Sure. Um, they're gonna have to do it regardless of these injuries. Yeah. Same as Jaguars. Whatever injuries we sustain, we're gonna have to work around. It, so. But Trevor's gonna get the ball out quick. Yeah. Bad run game. Yeah. Etn's been one of the three best running backs in the league. Yeah. Y'all are gonna figure it out on offense. Uh, y'all are gonna find a way to put up three touchdowns. It's just the defense. Can you force Purdy into some bad decisions? Also, again? Niners' run game has been bad the last couple weeks. In the last three games. McCaffrey's averaging like three point two yards per carry. Uh oh, kind of huge. So, and we have a really good run deal. Yep. Let's talk Texans. Texans. So, we didn't record last week, which was a huge favor to me uh, because we lost to the worst team in the league, and it was the most down I've been about this team in years because the last couple years. It was just like no expectations. This team's bad. We're just we had no draft picks. Deshaun Watson quit on us last week. Yeah, was the lowest I've been on the Texans. I just wonder because you you lost the the Panthers, which is objectively horrible. 
But at horrifying. least you still have CJ Stroud and all this stuff. Before, you were a three-win team without a quarterback that was just kind of in the middle of nowhere with no picks. Sure. I meant... I meant like, like in the moment. In the moment. Okay, sorry. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. moment. That because the last couple of years, I've just been like, ah, numb to the Texans. Fair, 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 fair. We lost to the Panthers. We, we didn't put the ball in CJ's hands. I was so confused about the play calling. And... It, it was a trend that I'd seen the last couple weeks leading into that game, and it was something that I questioned was, and this was this is a big question mark about having a defensive play caller as the head coach. They tend to be more conservative. When you have the lead, they want to hold it. Yeah. That's what lost us the Falcons game, nearly lost us the Saints game, yep. and then lost us the, the Panthers game. And I think that that made some combination of D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Sloak be like, all right, C.J. Stroud, let's see what he's got. Because the weeks before that game, we've, we decided to throw the ball a lot, and it yeah. worked, and then we lost to the Panthers. So uh, that, was, that was tough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, lowest I've felt about the Texans in a while. This week was awesome. I went through the. I was in Houston watching with my dad. Went through the full roller coaster of emotions. Coming off the Panthers game, anytime anything was going wrong for the Texans, he was getting super emotional. I was like, "I've it's just Texans football, man. Yeah. This is just part of it." Mm-hmm. And we still pulled through, which is not Texans football. That's not usual. No, I mean you guys were down at one point, like. I want to say 31-17. That might not be the right score. No, but it was like but it it was two scores. It was a 10-point game. Yeah. And I thought the game was over. And our kicker was out. I was doing a series of shotguns for losing and you I were. literally went outside at the end of that game and was like this game is over. Yeah. At multiple times. Anyway. So, Kaimi Fairbairn, who's electric, he's been one of the best things about the Texans for the last several years. Automatic got injured. And that's been the big talk of the town. Like, everyone's talking about how he was out. Texans still held on, found a way to win. And our backup running back kicked a field goal to put us up at yep. one point, which was great. Dario Gumbawale of Jaguars fame. Of yeah. Jags fame. Anyway. Uh, ben Solak of The Ringer wrote a piece about that moment. And he said prior to Sunday... Dario Gumbawale was most famous for his sister being one of the better players in the WNBA mm-hmm. for the Dallas Wings, Enrique Gumbawale. Now, he's the guy that kicked a field goal. First time that a non-kicker or punter made a field goal in a regular season game since Wes Welker in 04. That's so cool. All that said, the best part about this game, without a doubt, 46 seconds left, Texans have the ball, need to score a touchdown, and it was the most beautiful drive. The Bucks, the Bucks defense for all of its players has not been very good this season. Defensive head coach, shockingly bad. Yeah, shockingly bad. So it's not like we did this against the Browns or the Ravens or whoever. Sure. But a lot of guys that were in the Super Bowl two years ago, and CJ looked unfazed. We had two touchdowns left. I, two immediate just dump-offs, middle of the field, 
advance the ball 15 yards timeout advance the ball 15 yards yards timeout and I was like we're at midfield with no timeouts left and like 30 25 seconds left mm-hmm. what are we doing they knew exactly what they were doing they they picked the coverage beaters exactly required tank Dell got open CJ hit throws that only 10 quarterbacks in the NFL can hit and we won the game and it was Incredible, maybe the best moment in Texans football, probably since we beat the Bills in the playoffs. Now four years ago. Yeah, I mean, unless you count, unless you count uh, the moment before disaster against the Chiefs. Right. Well, that was marred quickly. Marred quickly, but that was that was yeah about yeah. as high as I've seen Oscar and then. It fell apart. I was upset that I wasn't in the same place watching the game with Oscar. Um, we were in different places for this one. But electric I was win. glad to be with my dad. That was, yeah. that was so yeah. cool. Electric win, man. Yeah. Electric. And like I said, if you're a team that could make the playoffs, which, again, the Texans can, you have to find a way to win that game. And do. They did. Do. They did. Their offense looked fantastic yeah. that game. Um, I, while you were talking, I, I pulled up really quickly the standings. The playoff stand is just to just to check again that race for the seventh seed because, uh-huh. like I said, with the Jaguars. My expectations shift to the season. My expectations for the Texans right now is um, we got to contend for the wild card. Yeah. Is uh, my expectations is let's get the seventh seed. Yeah. That's what I'm worried on. And if we if you guys miss the seventh seed, I'll be a little disappointed. I, I think that's within the realm of possibility. And let me, I mean, let's just it depends on the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the running for the seventh seed, there's the Steelers who are five and three, the Browns who are five and three, Bengals, Bills. Bengals five and three, Bills five and four, you guys four and four, yeah. and then the Chargers who are also four and four. I count yeah. all those teams in the race for it right now. Everyone below that, I'm I'm not that scared. Of. No, um, and you only have to beat two of those teams. Right. You don't have to beat them all. Just two of them. And one of the one one of Pittsburgh and Cleveland is going to get yeah, hurt by cannibalism. cannibalize each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that helps your case. One of them is the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Who we've talked about plenty. Sure have. And then the Bills. Who who? <laughs> Weirdest team in football right they now. They have not looked good in a minute. Yeah, yeah. And their defense is really broken. Yeah. And they're playing. I can't remember who they're playing this week, but they can lose that game. I remember it's a worse team than them, but they. I'll check it in a little bit, but they only have to beat two of those teams, and I think it's absolutely possible. It's in the cards. I wish we had now knowing what we know. Like going into this week, I was like, "Well, good chance we lose to the Bucks." Then we were down ten, and I was like, "We're going to lose to the Bucks." Started thinking about you picking the under on five wins, and I was like. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to owe Sam $5. Yeah. Um, but now we beat the Bucks, and I'm like, why didn't we beat the fucking Panthers? Agreed. That's a backbreaker. It's you a backbreaker. Know? Because when you're trying to make the playoffs, it's all about, you go through the... It's every you go, game. You go through the roster, and you go through, that's probably a win, that's probably a loss, and it's all about the games that you flip that. Yeah. The winning the games you should lose, and losing games you should win, and you lost the game you should win. Yeah. So looking forward for the Texans, it cannot be understated how... Like, they saved their season with that win against the Bucks. Yeah, for sure. They were about Without to, a doubt. You guys were about to be 3-5 and five going into a three-game stretch of 
the Bengals, Bengals Cardinals, Dry- Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. And I think the Bengals and Jaguars are better teams. For sure. So for Canada's losses, you might be coming out of that four and seven, and that's you're not making yeah. that seven no. seed at that point. So you save your season right here. Yeah. And we'll probably come out of this stretch five and six. Yeah. And then there's not a team that we play for the rest of the season that we can't beat after the Jags. I would agree. I would agree. I, I would say that you're not playing any teams that you can't beat. Yeah. It's it's within the realm of possibility for you guys to beat the Bengals. It's not, you know, there's they're much better, and they're going to win. They're going to win on Sunday. You guys can beat the Bengals, though. Sure. That's what, me, my expectations moving up to making the playoffs tells me, like, they really are an in, any given Sunday type team. Yeah, yeah. With CJ Stratt at quarterback, we are a any given Sunday. Yeah. So, so right now, I to me, making the seventh seed is all about win, beating somebody that you're not supposed to beat. Yeah. So that's the Bengals or the Jaguars again, and Browns. then uh, the Browns. The Browns is the other game. Winning one of those three games. Yeah. Which you could definitely beat the Browns. Absolutely. For you sure. Beat the Browns. For sure. Um, and if you win one of those games, I think we should. And then making sure you beat the teams that are worse than you, which might be the harder thing for the Texans. Sure will. You got two game. You got two games against the Titans. Got a game against the Colts. A game got against, a game the, against Colts. the Jets. Broncos. Broncos. You just you, you, we'll the drop Cardinals. one of those five games. One yeah. of those six games, probably. We'll... At least one. Yeah. It's, it's still the Texans we're talking about. We'll split with the Titans and then lose one of those four other games, probably. Yeah. So that means we probably need to beat one or two of. Jags, Bengals, yeah. Browns, yeah, which so, is gonna be tough. But sure. again, we should be in the mix for the yes. seventh seed. And so I look at the Texans and I say, okay, you lost to the Panthers. That was horrible. Frankly, you talked. You, you you said what needed to be said about. It. We don't need to worry about that. As far as the Bucks game goes, as electric as that game was, and as great as he, as the offense looked, thirty seven. To Baker, Mayfield. to Baker, yeah, is unacceptable. So that was my that was the other thing that I came into today wanting to talk about. Yeah. Before the season, you guys can listen back. Mm-hmm. I was pretty confident in the Texans to be at minimum a top half defense. Yeah. And I thought that there was a good chance that we were top twelve, top ten. Yeah. I was like, this defense is really well put together. D'Amico Ryan's is our play caller. It's gonna happen. And I was like, this offense is going to take some time. Right. We'll see. C.J. Stroud, who knows? It has been the complete opposite, and I am shocked. Me too. Me too. Yeah, you got you got the coach. You got a lot of talent. And yes, there's injuries. There are. But are there enough injuries to excuse 37 to Baker Mayfield? No. No. And that's, I mean, you found a way to win this game. But if you if your defense plays like that every week, you're losing a lot of games. Yeah. So, I have faith in D'Amico still. Iron it out. People will come back. That's okay. I mean, I you got to see a better effort from the defense next week, though. Yeah, it's we do need to figure it out because this defense has a lot of pieces that should fit together pretty well. And Will Anderson is playing super well. Yeah. Jonathan Grenard is having his best season of his playing career. Great. Yeah. He's going to be a free agent after this year. We should extend him at this uh, point. <laughs> Unless he just wants to go somewhere else. I don't know how you guys I don't know would, how it you would have money. Just give him the money. Yeah. And, yeah. Good news is Derek Stingley <laughs> is not he's not going to be back this week. We haven't activated him from IR, but he was a full participant in practice today, so he will be back soon. 
our corners, Steven Nelson's out. So our corners this week are going to be uh, Shaquille Griffin and I want to say his name is Kadar Holman. How, uh, I don't know. How's the Shaquille Griffin uh, experience been? He's, he's been fine. He's been he's fine. He's been not great. He's been fine for what he was. He did exactly what he did on the Jaguars, which is be not very good. He has been fine. <laughs> he was brought in to be a depth piece no, at corner. Yeah. And then the Texans have just been so injured. You said you, if you're a team that wants to make the playoffs, you got to play through your injuries. Find a way to work around Texans it. have been the most injured team in football, and it has continued. They found a way to work around it, They did. Four and four. And, they, and I think they can continue to do they, it. They should. Yeah. We did have 22 of our active 53 on the injury report this week. Yeah, it's tough. Which I think is the longest injury report I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know. It was to the point where you had to zoom in to see who's injured. And a lot of those guys have resumed practice. Notable names who have not. Steven Nelson, Nico Collins, uh, Jimmy Ward. If any of those three miss this week... And it's likely that the majority of those three, if not all three, miss. We're going to lose to the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And we had just, uh, just I get it. <laughs> last game, just more people get injured. It is crazy. Yeah. Um, but people are hopefully coming back. Yeah. You know, we, the, the biggest detriment to the Texans right now that I, like my biggest complaint is that, we have our coaching staff has kept Titus Howard at guard, and he's just not a good guard. He is a tackle. He is a phenomenal tackle, one of the fifteen best tackles in the league, in my opinion. But because we have George Fant, who we brought in this off season, who's playing really well, no knock on George Fant, we've stuck Titus at guard, and he's been bad. Like, yeah, he is our he is our worst lineman right now. There are some other options. Sure, they're like our left guard, like three or four, because, again, super injured team. Yeah. I would rather see that guy there. George Fant go to the bench. He can fill in at, at spots if people get injured. Put Titus back at tackle. It's some. It's the most more important position. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. I think... I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either why they're doing it that way, but that's why we're not NFL coaches. Yeah. Uh, my my, I think my last point is just back to the defense thing. We've been talking about the Texans in the light of we think they are capable of getting that seven spot. Sure. A lot of things have to go right. They have to beat some teams, but they're capable of it. Yeah, it's in the cards. If you want to be a playoff team, you got to make stops. You got to either be really lucky or you got to make some stops eventually. Yeah. This defense has, is going to have to make some stops against good offenses. Yeah. Can they do that? Yeah. Maybe. And we talked about it with the Jags, too. We've been one of the worst teams about turning pressure into sacks. I think we are both bottom three in yeah. that. I don't um, think Will Anderson has a, recorded, a full recorded sack yet. He has two. Oh. He has two, but. Uh, doesn't matter. He, based he should on his, have more than that. Based on his pressure numbers, I think it's like five and a half is his expected. Um, we Sacks, people talk about this all the time, both on either side. If you're a defense, you get a sack that ends the drive. If you're an offense, if you're a quarterback that takes a lot of 
a lot of sacks, that highly limits your offense because you, you it, it ends drives. It is yeah. effectively a turnover. And the Jags have figured it out because your linebacking core and your and your secondary is super good. Yep. The Texans' best part of their defense is their defensive line, and we are not getting sacks, and that is exposing our linebacking core. I have hope for because they're just super young. Our secondary is incredibly injured and has not looked very good. If our defensive line is not sacking the quarterback. We're just not going to stop the offense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, on the bright side, Jamar Chase might not play this week. He is going to play. T. Higgins is not. A little bright spot for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It might, you know, the Bengals are so hot right now. Yeah. That's they're they're going to beat us. They're and so that's okay. Hot. That's okay. I, hey, this is how we talked about the Jaguars game, though, a couple weeks ago. Sure. So we talked about it. The Bengals are not going to be that unlucky and that careless about the game. It says you, Zach Taylor's a bad coach. Could happen. <laughs> he is. Um, I fully expect us to lose. I would not be surprised if we covered. I think they're favored by like seven and a half or something it like was that. Six and a half when I just looked oh, at it. Yeah, okay. So it's going so down. It's going down. Um, a full touchdown is just a lot. It's a lot. It leaves a lot of room for a backdoor cover yeah. right at the end. So I wouldn't be surprised if we covered. It's in Cincy, so, you know, whatever that means. Yep. It's crazy that we're talking about the Texans like this. Hey, here's my, here's my homework for the Texans defense. Uh-huh. Bengals score less than 28 points. Yeah, that's a good number. They can get three touchdowns. Yeah. Just has to be less than four. Yeah. If they do that, we have a real shot to win this game. Because Maybe. our offense is hot. Maybe, yeah. My, my, my thing is less than four touchdowns. I won't say 28 points. Maybe they get a bunch of field goals. Yeah. I'll say less than four touchdowns to the Bengals, which is like, I don't know. That's a lot. A lot. So, <laughs> that's a you could do it, Texans. Yeah. Give, your, uh, give your offensive chance. Last thing I will say, C.J. Stroud not only had – well, he's on pace to be, if not the best, one of the best rookie quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. His performance Sunday was not just, like, outstanding for a rookie. It is one of the best passing performances of all time. Yep. Full stop. Yeah. There have been 20 instances of a, of a quarterback putting up 450 passing yards and five touchdowns. Five of those came without a pick, and CJ is one of those five. So. Yup. Pretty damn cool. Pretty cool. Like we keep saying, this team is not under a whole lot of pressure. Whatever happens for the rest of the season, we have figured out the most important things that a football team needs to figure out. Head coach, quarterback, defensive end. I agree. With those three spots, and for us to figure them out in one offseason, insane. Huge. We're at the point now that, like you said, expectations have risen. Yeah. I'm, in fact, I'm going to be tough love on the Texans from now on. Okay. I'm done. Uh, we I've said enough how... Uh, you know, we've already surpassed expectations for the season. I'm changing fully to, we're fucking making the playoffs, Texans. And if you fuck up, I'm holding you accountable for it. I won't set those you expectations. Could, you don't need to, but I'll be the tough okay. guy on them. If we're not com- contending to week 18, if we are not in wake, week 18 contending for that seven seed, I'll be a little disappointed. Yeah. 
if we don't make the playoffs, like there there are a lot of other factors. Sure. And, a lot of things can happen. Um yeah. I appreciate you having as much yeah, optimism man. for the Texans. We should hold them to that. Like they they're playing well enough for it. How about the AFC South, man? Yeah, man. Yeah. Remember when I said the Colts were gonna kick out the Ravens for the seven seed? Yeah. Well, I held I held that the Ravens were bad for like five weeks. I was sticking to that. And they were, and then they beat the Lions and Seahawks by a combined like seventy yeah. points. Well, yeah, they so. played nobody the first handful of yeah. weeks. The only good team they the only semi good team they played was the Browns, and that was the week that they didn't know DTR was starting until day of. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was bad. AFC South, I mean, for sure lock battle for the next however many years. Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud, you can book that right now. I'm glad that CJ got one because he's never winning another one okay. in his career. Sure, Trevor's um, gonna eat his fucking lunch. That'd be great. <laughs> that moving forward will be. Prim- I mean, we're, we will be a primetime game next season. I hope so. I don't know why we wouldn't be. We should be. Um, especially after the Jaguars win the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Damn. <laughs> um, uh, but news this week: the the Titans have committed to Will Levis. Ryan Tannehill's. Uh, in, is healthy and they're still sticking with Levis. Cool. So, as when a team makes that choice, Will Levis will be their starter through next season as well. Like, yes. They're going to give him a long leash. That means that four AFC South teams are committed to four quarterbacks, maybe for the first time ever. Yeah. That's crazy. And they're all under, like, 25. And they all look pretty dang good. And they're all pretty good. We'll see with Will Levis. He's only played two games. With two games, he's looked great. Yeah. So. I think he's as old as Trevor Lawrence, by yeah. the way. So. And we'll see with Anthony Richardson. You never know, coming back off an injury. But yeah. Things are good. exciting while he was playing. Yeah. Pretty cool for the South. I think that's all I got, dude. God, what a... This, this podcast is called We Like the Pain for a Reason. Yeah, one of us has to suck. I've said this. I said this when the Texans started the game. I was like, one of us has to be bad. And then we lost the Panthers. So, <laughs> um, oh, last thing, Josh yeah. Allen. I mentioned he's having the best year of his career. Genuinely, he's probably. I don't. This is me bullshitting. I haven't looked at the odds. He has to be sixth or seventh in DPOY. Got to be. Year. He's playing incredible football. And he if plays the Jack- for the Jags, so maybe a little lower. But if if we win. If we go nuts, I, I said that it's well within our, 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 the realm of possibility to go 12-5. and five. You did. If we win more than that, if we win 13 or 14 games, which is not going to happen, uh-huh. literally will not happen. I'm saying, if, but if we end up as a one or two seed in the AFC and he plays like this, he will be a contender for DPOY. He should be. Yeah. Which is pretty freaking nuts. Yeah, it's. we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago when it was my quick question. There are clear five locks for the five best defensive players in the league. Yeah. He's right there. I mentioned um, that I had done some research on the histories of the Texans and Jaguars. Uh-huh. Would you like to know the list of, of player awards that we've gotten since we came into the league? Has there been one? It's one. Calais Campbell won Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2017. Hey, uh, J.J. Watt won that after yes. Harvey. Yeah. So, so two. 
No, no, no. One in Jaguars history. Okay. J.J. Watt won three defensive players of the okay. years. Okay. What are okay. you talking about? Well, you said Texans and Jaguars. Oh, okay. sorry. Just Jaguars. Yeah. No, we have one, and it's Walter Payton Man of the Year. Jaguars have, or the Texans have a bunch of DPOIs from J.J. Watt. So. Four. And Four also is. multiple defensive rookie of the years. D'Amico, Ryans, and... Um, Mario Williams. Nope. Uh, you're going to kick yourself for not thinking of it. Uh, defensive player... Start to sign us out. I'll 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 get us the answer. Um, I I want to know this. Not Mario Williams. Nope. It was right. It was like two years after. Uh... Let's see. Brian Cushing. Oh fuck! I told you. Told that. you. You'd kick yourself for it. Yeah. 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 But in in four years, you guys had two defensive rookie of the years. Yeah. Kind of cool. Tamiko and Brian Cushing. Yep. That is cool. Get another one this year. Will Anderson gonna have ten sacks. <laughs> He needs to up his sack numbers if he wants to win. He does, yeah, because it's Jalen Carter by, like, a long shot right now. Yeah. Anyway, but he looks good. He does. Yeah, that's all that matters, once again. All right, let's close this baby out. Let's go watch some uh, Bears-Panthers. Oh, jeez. Good score on that right now, real quick. (laughs) We're an hour into the game. It is 10-3. Panthers! Panthers up. Hey! So. Wow. This is the battle of the Bears' two first-round picks. It is, yeah. Uh, the oh, one Bears touch- just scored a, a field goal, so it's ten six. The one touchdown was made by was a punt return. Oh, okay, so that's great. Tyson Badgett has eighty four yards. Bryce Young has fifty three. Pretty sucky game, man. You man. know the NFL coming into the season was like, yeah, we got Bryce Young, we got Justin Fields, clashing. Sucks. They're so bad at picking primetime games. Yeah. We why have we ha- gotten so many Raiders games and so many Jets games? Yeah. What's going Broncos. on? What the hell's happening? Yeah. It's bad. All right. Let's close this baby out. Thank you to... I see Miles Morales on your lock screen. Thanks, Miles. Thanks, Miles. Thank you to Josh Allen. Thank you to CJ Stroud. Thank you to Tyson Badgett, the money badger, many are calling him. Yep. Yep. Thank you to the Texas A&M basketball team. Hey. Who is number 15 in the nation. Yes, sir. We're going to see them Tuesday night. I will be there as well. Different group, but I'll be there. It's a, You sit wherever, so oh. we'll, we'll sit together. There you go. Yeah. Um, thank you to you guys Yeah. for being the best. And thank you, Oscar, for being a good coach. Hey, I'm supposed to say that first. Sorry. Beat me to it. Thanks, Sam. As always, being being my being my bud, of course, being my co-pilot, of course. And thanks to the listeners for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.